welcome back Your dreams were your ticket out Welcome back To that same old place that you laughed about Well, the names have all changed since you hung around I welcome myself back to America Welcome, welcome back Thank you I mean, past 18, how long has it been? Not long enough. I, apparently, I feel the same way. Trust me. Um, no, you don't, because you messaged me a bunch while I was gone. You were messaging me the whole time, yeah, too. Yeah, it's called replying. I replied yeah, to I, your fucking message. I think you replied, hit me up first about something. Okay, there's no way I fucking replied first, because I didn't have internet or cell phone service for most of my trip. Yeah, but when you did have it, you sure were on it, man. <laughs> sure were on it. <clears throat> <clears throat> what? Let's clear our throat into the microphone some more. Sorry, it's I didn't mean to. It's just I didn't mean to for real. I didn't. Uh, so let's talk about your trip. What do you want to talk about? Ask me a question. Okay, so you went to every. I'm not. I don't know. Not everybody knows, but Tony went to uh, Tanzania, the country in Africa. Um, they were there for like 14 days or 15 days or something like that. Yeah, like two weeks. Two weeks. That's seven days a week. And um, I don't know. Tell us about. So tell us about the flights and shit first. You know, like that's a. It seems like it's a really long trip, right? To get there. Yeah, it's like eight hours to get to Amsterdam from here. Well, first, my first flight was to Chicago, so I flew out from Chicago to Amsterdam, and then I had a layover for like two and a half hours in Amsterdam, and then from Amsterdam we flew into. Kilimanjaro. And so I was there for like maybe two days, like just in the city before the actual uh, safari stuff started. And then we did like a six day safari in a couple of different uh, national parks. And we ended up, the last part was in the Serengeti. Okay. And then after that, we flew from there to um, Zanzibar. I was in Zanzibar for maybe like five days. Is that like another that. country? No. It's oh, is that part of Tanzania? Yeah, oh, okay, 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 okay. It's an island, but uh, it's still a part of Tanzania. So when you were in the airport in uh, Amsterdam, did you walk around and look at the shops and stuff, the cool stuff, or did you just, y'all just chill at the uh, the gate? No, we went to the lounges. Oh, like the... The special people lounges? Yeah. I got you. I would have walked around to the things. Well, why didn't you should go then, man? You know, I probably will. I mean, it's just an airport. Yeah, but they're going to have like special shops in there. You can't Not get really. here. No. Oh, it's going to be like the newstands we have here and stuff in the airport. Yeah, I mean, it's like pretty candy much, shops and stuff. Pretty much the same shit. So tell us about the first part of your trip when you guys got to. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, wait. You said Kilimanjaro, the mountain? Yeah. I thought that was in Kenya. Mm-mm. Mount Kilimanjaro. Oh, learn something new. Um, well, maybe it's a part. It's a really long uh, mountain. Oh, okay. So maybe it goes into Kenya too. Yeah, it may spill. Oh, okay. Into well, I heard Kenya's got a lot of beautiful stuff too. Sucks y'all couldn't go there because of the COVID yeah. restrictions and stuff. I mean, I think that um, you probably would need a lot of time to be in both places because there's so much to do. Like a month, probably. That's what they say, like, when a lot of Indians go from Memphis or America to um, India, you know? Mm-hmm. They usually go for, like, a month or so. 
That way, well, they get to spend more time there and time with fam. I guess if you have you know family, you can see more. You can go across the whole entire country instead of just parts of the country. Well, the main thing is it's such a long flight. It literally is like a twenty four hour travel time. Oh, so you guys lost two days. Well, I gained a day when I came back because they're they're like nine hours ahead of us. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But well, that's, that's, a, that's a lot of flying, man. Yeah it it's uh it's definitely taxing. Did you get tired on the plane? Like, I mean, what do you? Um, on the second, hurt? on the second one, yeah. Like on the second one, I was like going from Amsterdam to um, Kilimanjaro. I tried to sleep on that plane, so I just put, you know, they give you those blankets. So I put like two blankets over my one over my legs, one over my head, so I could try to like block out the the light, the light, the cabin light. And then, like I, I did that also, so I didn't have to wear my mask too. I was about to ask. That was nice. Did you make you wear a mask on the plane? Yeah, you have to wear a mask on a plane. That's a long time. I mean, I'm sure people do it for work every day, but you know, I haven't been going into office, so I haven't had to wear a mask for that long period of time. Now, I wonder if the pilots have it on the whole entire time while they're in the front. I doubt it. I doubt it. Because you know, we know we don't know what they're doing. You know, yeah. they're locked away. No, but like we're talking about the mask thing. Um, yeah, I mean, it it people people are wearing them more and more. Because it's spiking again here, you know, in the States. Yeah. But, like, um, I literally just had to run into, I forgot my mask. and I, They wouldn't even let me come into the, by the, where I left my iPad, you know. Mm-hmm. It was literally, like, one, five feet. And, like, so you got to go get, I was like, it's my iPad right there. And the guy wouldn't even touch it because he didn't want to get my germs on him, I guess. And then I had to walk back to my car to get the mask. But, yeah, like, stores. Now, there's always going to be the people that take their mask off while they're in the store because, you know, I guess they're just badasses like that. But um, a lot, whole bunch of people are wearing them, and I don't know. I think it's gonna get better, especially with the vaccine. I think frontline workers are getting it this month, right? I don't know. I haven't been out of the loop for a lot of shit. That's true. But yeah, so the vaccine, um, Pfizer, and I don't know how to say. It. I think it starts with the M. The, the one Dolly Parton one. I think so. Madone, something like that. It starts with the M. Yeah. But they, uh, Pfizer was first with the emergency approval from the FDA and now they're second, but both of, both of these companies are, have, um, 95% effective rate. And then I know AstraZeneca, they also have one that's no, I'm sorry. It's AstraZeneca and Pfizer that have 95% rate success rate, but yeah, the vaccine is going to change the game with this COVID. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it doesn't pretty much exist over there. Yeah, that's what's so weird. Like, or at least they act like it doesn't. I should say maybe because they want people to come there. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't think they want to just get sick. But I mean, if they're not, I don't know what their testing process is over there either. Because you know, it is not as a wealthy country, obviously, as America. So maybe they don't have enough tests or stuff like that too. No, it's poor as shit over there, man. That, I know. It's like when we walked into Mexico. It's worse. Really? It's way worse. Like mud houses and stuff? Half done houses. Um, people, animals digging through the same piles of trash for food. You know, it's it's really great that you're traveling and you're seeing all this stuff because you had no idea how poor the world really is, you know? Only reason I know was because I'm not, I wasn't born here and I was raised in South Africa for ten nine years, you know? So, like... You see the poor people there. You see the poor people here. Like I said, I mean, poor is poor. Don't get me wrong, but 
there's a certain level when you see people and animals, you know, trying to get food from the same source. It's just, it's just sad, man. Especially when you're going to a resort that has everything. Yeah. So like, you know, um, it definitely, uh, makes you think differently of your trip. It's not as like, granted, it's a beautiful place, but to see that it kind of puts kind of a damper on it, to be honest with you, you know, you know, you know, that you're just, because you know you're I had the means to do something that those people don't. Right. You just spent whatever money to fly almost nine thousand miles, you know? Yeah. The money you spent on that trip is probably what they make in five years, you know. Yeah, like I left some guy like they do things by shillings there and it's like ten thousand shillings is like four dollars and sixty cents here American. And like I think most of the stuff we would order would be like around 8,000 shillings or 20,000 shillings or something like that. So like, was that 10 bucks, eight bucks? No, it's like, like eight bucks, something like that for 20,000 shillings. But like you leave them to change and it would be like, so mind blowing to them. Oh, I understand what so you're like saying. $2 or $4 leaving them. That is like a big deal to them. And you know, here, if you were to do that, somebody might be insulted if you left them that kind of tip. You know, I guess maybe, too, because people don't really tip that much over there. Like, a lot of people don't tip in foreign countries, especially, like, when I went to Spain last year, tipping's not really a thing. Why is that? I don't know. It's just part. I guess they get a salary. Oh, um, okay. So, the people that work in the industry, they get a flat rate, I guess. They, yeah. They're already getting paid for the bi-weekly or whatever. Yeah, because I remember, like, when Hastings and I went back to Barcelona after everybody else went. I think everybody else went to, like, Prague or or somewhere. I don't know where they oh, went Oh, dude, to. you could have got another stamp. Well, I didn't know. I based my trip, that trip off Hastings' schedule. I didn't know that everybody oh, okay. else wasn't going around the same time. But um, he, him and I were at this restaurant, and it became lunchtime for the people, and they just sat down and ate their lunch while we were still eating. Oh, I thought that happened when you went to the on the Bumble date with the girl. No, no, no. no. That was in Madrid. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, like, you know, you're, if, if your tab is 20 bucks and you leave a dollar— you may not make it out the bar without the server saying something smart to you, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely insulting, but, but like, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, I don't know, man. It's, 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 uh, I have mixed feelings about the trip. To be honest with you. you know, it's, it's what they say that all these foreign people like from Africa and India and, you know, all these other poor countries, you know, that come to America, live the American dream. Mm-hmm. And then I, that that still is relevant. We've just lost sight of it because we don't we're not struggling like those people have to struggle. Like if you go to when you go to the casino, you see all those African guys that work in the buffet area. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever they're making, they're making more an hour year than they're probably making two months working there. Yeah. If there's even any jobs. So and you have think about it. My mom knows some of the people, like, she knows somebody that's friends with a couple of these people, you know, like some, I don't know where they're from, I think they're Sudanese or something like that. Mm-hmm. And this is like the Mexicans, they all live, or Latino, because they're not all Mexicans, Latino people, you know how they like, live together, like a big, like, they're all together, they pool all their money together, and they all yeah. live, eat together and all that stuff. That's, that's how they do it. Yeah. And that's how they're going to come up. Because, and they send, you know, if you're making, say, us being a server, because we usually live with like five bucks on the buffet tip per person, you know, and it, we'd probably eat for what, 45 minutes. You guys see how many times they turn that table over, right? Yeah. 
That's that's a lot of money. And you got to think, they're probably sending a lot of money home too mm-hmm. so their family can get better and then, or whatever. And then they probably, and then I guarantee you this, they're probably saving a shitload of the money to get the rest of their family over here. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's, uh, like I said, there's a lot of people here struggling too. Don't get me wrong. Oh, 100%. But um, I don't know. It's just, it's just, uh, it's a weird feeling to see like how like, you're just driving down the road because I posted a video. You're just driving down the road, and it's just like, like, like a bomb went off. No, it's not like war torn looking, but like it's just huts and just people on the street, and you know, like even the animals, like the dogs, look emaciated and shit. And it's just, I don't know. It's 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 definitely an eye opening experience, man. And then like uh, the whole thing about the safaris, um, like we went to, like I said, we went to. Two different ones before we did the main one, the Serengeti. And we pulled up and we saw these people sitting outside. There was these people dressed in like African garb or whatever. And our tour driver was like, oh, yeah, they can't come inside the park. And I was like, well, why can't they come inside the park? And I was like, do they get in trouble if they try to come inside the park? And he's like, no, they won't get in trouble or something. He was kind of vague about it. And so then, like, I started thinking about that the whole time we were, you know, um, there we were there and so like we end up staying at like a couple of different resorts inside of serengeti and i think when we were at we stayed at the four seasons one night it's like one of the nicest place we stayed and like um they had this picture of this person i took a picture of it it's a black and white picture and she's got these markings on her face and then she's got a fly on her face too and she's like smiling and i asked the guy because it was like a museum thing because they held these skulls in there you know i love skulls I was like, hey, man, do you mind if I take some pictures and video of this thing? He's like, no, go ahead. And he's like, I'm about to show a video, like a documentary here in a little bit if you want to come watch it. But we were about to eat dinner. So I was like, oh, maybe. So anyways, I asked him about this marking on our face. And he told me, you know, they're from the Maasai people. And those are those people that were outside the Serengeti when we pulled in. And so, like I said, I, I read about it. And basically, the government took their land, which was a Serengeti to give it to people like me and everybody else that was with me and like big game hunters to go for profit. So basically they kicked them off their land so they can make money off foreigners. It's like the native Americans. Yeah. So like once I saw that, it kind of spoiled the whole, um, safari experience, safari experience in my opinion, because you know? that, you know, that like people that go on, like not this one, I don't know how much you guys paid for euros, but like, there's some safaris that cost a lot of fucking money, especially when you're hunting the animals. Yeah. Like, I don't know what part they do that in or whatever, but, like, you suck, get the permits, and they, you have to pay a shitload of money for the permit, and you have to pay, you know, everything. everything's a shitload, right? Yeah. Just to kill, like, one big giraffe or something like that. I don't know. I, I wouldn't kill the giraffe. You well, know? I know some of them, they say they kill certain animals because... Population... Not really population. It's that they're getting too old and they're too aggressive towards the other animals. So I know they do that with lions and elephants and I guess giraffes too. Because there's a big five that they that you can kill. I guess that's smart then because that's where they're going to pass away anyways from yeah, old so age. It's, but- it's usually like that because I know a lot of uh, lions will kill the younger cub males because they don't want competition. Because the older lion is old now and the young male will beat him up. Yeah. So, you know, there is some type of like natural selection type 
stuff that they do to get rid of some things. And see that, and I never knew that because you, from looking at the pictures, you don't know how old the animal. I've actually never thought about how old the animal was. Yeah, you know, I just think it's some animal. It's it's. I don't know, maybe 10 years old. I don't know, 50, 40 years old. I don't know. And then I know that sometimes, too, like a lot of the people that live around those animals, the animals will come in their area and start fucking up their shit, especially like elephants. Like they'll just trample over their um, their bomas. And What's a boma? It's a, their house. Oh, okay. So, you know, they'll, they'll trample over that stuff. So, you know, that's another reason why they'll kill them. And then sometimes they'll even let the people have the meat. So that's another plus, like. If a hunter goes over there, they can kill that animal, you know, for their trophy or whatever and get a picture taken with it. But on the flip side, they'll use that meat for the tribes or the people in the villages to be able to. Oh, eat. so the people that run the safari will cut it up and give it to the people that live around there. Yeah. Like the villager people will come because I watched a documentary about it and they'll come and they'll, um, they'll do it process themselves. the meat. Yeah. Oh, OK. Oh, so the hunter to so like I would go. I just get to shoot the animal. That's it. I kill the animal and I get my picture taken with it. And then I don't get yeah, anything else. I, mean, like, I can't keep uh, the head or anything. I don't know if anybody actually keeps like an elephant head. I mean, it's so massive. They're massive. I saw one um, when we first got to one of the parks, you know, it was the skull of it that they had in the bones. So I don't know if, I mean, shipping that back would, pro- I mean, you pay a lot of money to shoot it. So I guess you probably could afford to ship know, it and ship shit. It back, yeah. But I think more of it's just, you know, people that are hunting, it's more of a just the hunt itself, you know, the thrill of um, killing something than the actual trophy of putting it up on your wall or something. I don't know. But uh, I know I did stay at one place where we could hear lions roaring while I was sleeping. Like, uh, and it's a weird noise. It's like, a, no, that's what I thought it would be. It's more of a like that. Like it's a real, dog? It's real deep. No, 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 that's not. I just told you what it was. Oh, what is? What did it sound like? I just did it. I didn't. I didn't catch it. It was a boom, boom. Okay, one more time. It's a. It's it's real like guttural, like. So it's not like the MGM lion we hear on TV when the movie starts. I mean, I'm I'm sure they may do that, but what I heard was more of like a growl. And then when we went to when we stayed at that Four Season, they have a like right outside the pool area. Like where you eat, you see, you walk out. It's a big patio where everybody eats dinner, and then there's a big pool, like a like a uh, infinity pool, and it looks over the Serengeti, and then you can see a pool of uh, they have a water pit where elephants and lions and stuff will come up and drink water, and like you know any other kind of animals that are out there, and so like. When we first got there, the, the elephants came up, and apparently there's like a, a 30 families of elephants that come up there. And then, I don't know how the people know this, but the, I talked to this guy named Edward. He was the guy that worked in the museum, and he was like, yeah, like, they'll come up, and then they'll wait for the other family to get done drinking their water before they'll come up and eat. I mean, before they'll drink water. So one family goes, and then the next family yeah, goes? Yeah, so they're like super polite. So they're smart. Yeah. Well, that's what they always say, like, an elephant never forgets. And they said, uh, I think Hipner told us that you can train an Asian elephant, but you can't train an African elephant. What's like, you know, like when you go to Thailand, you'll have people ride elephants yeah. and stuff like that. Like you can do that with those. But for some reason, you can't break in an African elephant. I don't know what the re- I didn't look into that, but that's what he told us. Huh. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. And, you know, there's so many different kinds of elephants, too, you know. 
But yeah, like predominantly, if you see like an elephant in type of service, it's more than likely a, Thailand. A, an Asian elephant. Yeah. So all the elephants in the zoo. Yeah, and, I'm pretty sure. Well, not in the zoo. I mean, uh, I meant to say the circus. Yeah, in the circus. But. And I don't know if those elephants get tusks. The like, ones that are from Asia? Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think if I've ever. Because I know the ones that I saw in the wild, you know, and did. had tusks for sure. But I don't know if. Maybe that's just only for. Um, African elephants, but I don't know. Well, ivory's from Africa, right? Maybe. I don't know. I know it's really big with poachers over there. Well, that's the thing. That's where they dye them. They dye the tusks. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. Like, there's like the people that run like the the Africa, like the the elephant ref, refuge or whatever, or like where elephants are and stuff like that. They'll yeah. dye their tusk like purple. To keep the poachers from getting it's, it, because when it's po when it's purple, it's worthless. Uh, so, well, but when it's white, that's when they what they want. Well, I know um, we only saw one rhino, but it was like way, way far away. And this was in we went in the crater, which used to be an uh, old volcano that erupted or whatever. And so we were down there, and they uh, they I saw something. I think it's in South Africa though. But this guy has some land. And he, what he does is he cuts, they'll tranquilize the, the rhino. So the rhino will go down and then they'll cut the tusk off or the horn off. And so that will keep the poachers from killing the rhinos. Does it grow back? Yeah, it grows back. So, but he can't sell it. And he's like running out of money trying to, you know, keep all these rhinos and pay for them and shit. Because it's just, you know, it costs a lot of money to feed them and, you know, protect them from people and stuff like that. So on the elephant, I guess you have to kill the elephant to get the tusk out because you're ripping it out of the head. See, I don't know if an elephant. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if it would grow back like uh, rhinos. Well, that's what I'm away. saying. I guess because if, they, if there was a way, then they probably would have just take the tusks like they do the horn, right? And but I mean, I think keep the elephant alive. when you're a poacher, you just don't give a fuck. You know, like it's just. It, you're just out trying to make money. You don't give a fuck about that thing's life. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. It's a, it, Africa is definitely a, a different place, man. Different place for sure. Well, I know people that have like, well, I don't mean not, I don't know specifically, but like people that have like ivory statues and like bangle uh, bracelets and bangles and stuff like that. Yeah. Like down in South Africa, when I was growing up, it was huge, you know, because there was so many elephants then too, though, right? Because that was thirty years ago, right? Yeah. But like, my mom had ivory. I mean, you know, everyone had ivory bracelets and stuff like that. They would wear them and and or uh, and stuff like that. It wasn't a thing. And now, if you have anything left like that, it's worth a shitload of money because it's fucking ivory. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. Th- I mean, you know, I think we know more now than we did back then. Just like we're gonna know more in thirty years than we do now. So, I don't know. What did y'all do? While I was gone. I'm not going to talk about your trip. Oh. What else questions you want to ask me about my trip? So when you guys. When you guys left the the safari, you guys went to the beach. Yeah, that's when we went to Zanzibar. How was that? It's beautiful. But like I said, it's it's just like it's just like um, mainland Tanzania, though. It's just it's just poor in certain spots. So like. The Germantown part will be nice, and then the South Memphis part will be shit. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. much. Not saying it's all of South Memphis is shit, but there are a lot of shit, more shit in South Memphis than in Germantown. But like, I don't know. Did you guys uh, see any hookers? Y'all like, in- um, 
when we were at the last place we stayed at in Zanzibar, um, how many days were you on Zanzibar? Four days, five days. Oh, something okay. Like something like that. I don't remember. It started blending together, but um, it was uh, yeah. That we <laughs> Hipner and I went downstairs to eat, and then I went upstairs, and Hipner was down there with like Brian and this guy named Michael <sighs> that came on the trip with us too. And they said the next day, like these girls approached them and were like, "Yeah, you can do all three holes for thirty dollars." So I'm pretty sure you would have taken that offer up. What do they look like? From what I recall, because I went down there briefly to give Hipner a key to the room. I thought you were about to say a kiss. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? How on the trip? <laughs> uh, it was, uh, they look attractive from what I saw briefly. I don't know. Were they black? Yeah. Like. No, to say everybody, not everyone in Africa is black, by the way. Well, in Tanzania. It's, it's pre- predominantly black. Yeah. Unless you're, unless you're at a resort or a hotel or something like that, you're pretty much going to go see black people. So now South Africa is probably different. I'm it, pretty sure South Africa is different though. But. So let me ask you, Oh, it's, no, it's, it's predominantly black too, but I'm saying you're going to see more. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So know? when you're in Africa, is the, is the black person there African or are they black? Or are they Tanzanian? Or you know what I'm saying? Like how we call it, like you would be black in you know? Well, I guess I would they would be African because they're from Africa. Because that's what we call the people that are from Africa here. Because, come. Uh, what is the thing? There's um they say you don't you shouldn't call black people African Americans here because a lot of them are not Africans. I think it's like the the correct thing they I think they call them like DOS or something, descendants of slave. I think that's a new thing that they call black people now. Or you can just call them black. I'm not going to call you black. I'm not going to say, excuse me, my descendant of slavery friend. Yeah, I think oh. it's like DOS. I think that's what mm. they I think that's what they call them, DOS. But, yeah, I mean, if you're over in Africa, you'd be an African. Right, but, so, when did they come up with this DOS thing? I just heard that recently. I heard that on a podcast, and I heard somebody else say it on some other, something else I listened to. But I'm just kind of I'm pretty sure that's right. DOS. Let me look that up. Did your did your ancestry.com thing say anything about slavery in your thing? I mean, obviously. But I'm saying like where is it from? Wait, where is it? Oh, I'm from Nigeria, predominantly. That's in the middle of the country though, a continent. Or something like that. They went that far. I thought they were just stealing people from like the coast. All around like Ivory Coast, that West Africa part right there. I, I don't even want to think it was Ivory Coast, but there's like seven countries right there they were stealing all the people from. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I guess they need more people, so they just keep on going further and further in. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's ADOS. That's what it is. American Descendants of Slavery. It's a lot to say. Hey, you're a black guy. ADOS. ADOS? Mm-hmm. American Descendants of Slavery. But yeah, my twenty three and me came back, and I was like from Nigeria, and um, I don't know if where else I was from, but I wonder if like, so, oh, they're saying that because not everybody that's a black here is from South Africa. Yeah, they could be from like Britain, stolen from Britain yeah, or something I mean, like it's that. Just like yeah, you're not everybody's a descendant of Africa. So like, if you weren't, if you weren't a descendant from, if you weren't stolen from Africa, would you have been in British, and it would have said you were British? Well, I do have some British in my. You see what I'm saying, though. Yeah. Like, if you're if you if, if if your people were stolen from like Jamaica, you would be Jamaican. Yeah. 
Because, you know, like, I mean, so I'm West African, Nigerian, um, Sierra Leone. Um, That's all those countries over there I was talking about. Well, not Nigeria, but broadly West African, Congolese, then British, Irish, French. How much British you have? 13%. I'm 17.9% European. But I mean that that's partly because um of the rape. Yeah, cuz I know like one of our great great grandmothers was raped. But and that's what my aunt Annie was talking about when we were in LA last year too. Oh yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I was like, uh, this is kind of something I don't want to talk about, <laughs> like you know, I just met you. I mean, that's life, man. It's a rea- I mean, it's it's easier to talk about than be the victim of rape, you know. Yeah. Uh, I wrote something down when I was um... kissing Hipner or <laughs> <laughs> please share. Uh, let me see here. I like how we say we wrote something down, but we use it to our phone to type. I had to write it. Well, no, no, I'm saying, what I'm saying is like, you know what I'm saying? Like when you used, when we used to say I wrote something, you'd be a piece of paper, right? Like say 15 years ago or 10, 12, 20 years ago. So, um. I was, you know, you know, went to some beautiful places and saw some beautiful things. And, you know, it was just, it was nice visuals, right? So it was like, before the sun goes down the bed over the Indian Ocean, there was like a million sparkles on the water. Like that mountain lake. It was so clear, Raul. It's like there were two skies, one on top of the other. And then in the Serengeti, when the sun comes up, I couldn't tell where the heavens stopped and the earth began. It was so beautiful. I wrote that for you. I noticed my name was in there. So yeah. are you saying I'm beautiful like the Serengeti? I mean, did you like what I wrote for you? Yeah. It's it's nice. Are you trying to become not a bully? <laughs> <laughs> what are you now, talking about? I'm not I a would, bully. How am I a bully? You just are, man. You just, people, you just are. That's from Forrest Gump. Oh. <laughs> 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 but no, like... You know when you see pictures on Instagram and stuff like that, and people are like taking pictures and it's a badass picture, yeah, like of the sunset or like the the stars or something like that. Like imagine being the person taking the picture and then looking at it, or you well, know what I'm saying. I will tell you this: like there would be times when I would look out, like especially like when we were looking at the Serengeti, when I was looking at the Indian Ocean, when I was looking at the mountains or the crater or whatever other beautiful things I saw, and it's just like it's really is breathtaking, like. Like it's I I've seen stuff that most people probably won't get to see, you know, like so you have to appreciate the beauty of where you're at. If that makes any sense. Right. Because like I said, there's I mean, I'm very fortunate to be able to go to some of the places I've been to and I haven't been to a shit ton of places like some other people have. But I mean, you've been to how many countries now? We've been to Mexico. I've been to Mexico. Um, Spain and Tanzania. So I've been to I've been to three continents. Yeah, I've been to America. Uh, you know, North America, obviously, Africa, and Europe. I was talking to this girl on uh, Tinder uh, a couple of days ago, and just from her pictures, you can see she goes all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. And she hit me up, and we were talking, and she was like, "So, where, well, how many continents? I mean, how many countries have you been to out of like the hundred ninety two? I was like. Uh, I've been to Africa and I've been to America. That's it. North America and Africa. And she was like, Oh, you're not a traveler. I'm like, uh, 
I've been in Nashville. I've been in Tampa. You know, she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking for somebody to like go out of the country with a bunch and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, that's not going to be me. You know, it's like COVID. So she judged you because you're not traveling? I guess. And she shouldn't be judging anybody if you know what I'm trying to say, a little FD FD. <laughs> <laughs> she should be lucky that everybody even matches with her. Oh, God. I mean, let's be honest. There's a strength in numbers game on Bumble and Tinder. Everybody, usually if you're a male, you're just generally swiping. True. Unless you're limited to swipes and then you're probably a little bit selective, but oh, not so if you don't have the paid, selective. if you don't have the paid yeah. monthly payment. Yeah. So that's why I think they changed it because I remember initially they were both like unlimited on bumble. It, at least on bumble. I know that it was unlimited and then they changed it to, you have, I don't know how many it is before you tab out, but I mean, cause remember that the app that, I mean that program, that, that little machine that Thomas made. Oh that he yeah. Saw online where, you know, just swipe. So, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, if you're a woman and you get a lot of matches on Bumble, it's not, don't, my, don't get too big of a head. Yeah. But, like, um, and this one girl I was talking to on Tinder, on Bumble, she is actually on an ayahuasca retreat this weekend in Kentucky. Oh, really? How 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 coincidental is that? Right? Yeah, that's... Um, I didn't even know. Why is, she, why is she on Bumble? If she's on, or what did you say? Was it Tinder or Bumble? No, this was on t- Bumble. This was I started talking to her last week. Oh, okay. So and now she went. She's gone yesterday, Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. She comes back on a Tuesday or something like that. Does she live here? Yes, she does. She lives in Memphis. What does she look like? Uh, she's 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 very cute. She's very she's my speed. What is your speed? Uh, breathing. <laughs> <laughs> they have a pulse. Yeah. Um. She I forget what she works in the lab. That's two girls I've talked to back is to she back. Younger, I think she's thirty six. Oh, okay. Actually, let me look. I can tell you right now, she is. Uh, what is your conversation with them like? It's it's very hard. Yeah, I know. I do a podcast with you. Oh no, she's forty. Let me see her. No, let me see her. Just trust me. She's not let bad. Let me see it. Let me see the picture. Hey, you look at that one. <laughs> oh, does she ever use that bicycle or she just wear the helmet <laughs> I, think that, I think she just uses the helmet i don't know uh, she's in richmond kentucky right now because i guess she has that thing she's from hoganville kentucky mm. what is the other one that judges you what does she look like she unmatched oh yeah <laughs> she didn't have any traveling experience i guess yeah but what, like what a fucking loser um what were we oh, God damn it, what were we talking about? Traveling. I know, but we were talking about something else. And then we got into Bumble and That was what we were talking about. Bumble. Um I don't know. So your trip was good. Would you go back? No. Because you feel I've already been. Oh yeah. It's like why would you take sand to the beach? Well, I mean, like, there's other places I want to go to. Like I I'm not one of those people that desires to go to every single country. Like that doesn't excite me. I just want, there's certain places I know I want to go to. Like, I want to go, I want to go to Brazil. I want to go to Thailand. I want to go to Japan. I want to go to China. I could go to Australia or New Zealand. Somebody, somebody like you, I don't know, you may not come back to America if you go to China. I mean, to Japan, Mm. just because it's so nice over there. And I literally saw an Instagram video earlier of this Coke bottle 
So you know how we peel the Coke label off and mm-hmm. throw it, you know, and put it stick it in the bottle. You know, that's just something we do. Yeah. There, you peel it off, and then when you finally peel it all before you peel it all the way off, there's a little tab you pull. It makes a fucking bow on the bottle. Oh, really? So that's you could cool. give this bow as a gift or something. Yeah. I, I was like, what the fuck? And all we get is ones with names on them. Yeah. Yeah. And they usually like Tom, Chris, <laughs> Mike. There's no Rahul on. No, that. there's no Rahul. But we did find one that said Maya. Oh, really? And Neil and Tim and Sam. So we, my family has them. We had to get Christmas made at um, the the thing in Atlanta. Mm. The but yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, I don't know. Those are the places I think I want to go more. I do want to go to um, Canada once it opens back up. Mm. Canada would be fun. Yeah. But I mean, I just hate the traveling part, man. I love going places, but I hate the travel. Oh, like the like actually getting there yeah. part. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Like, I don't mind like a like a couple hour flight. Like when we go to Vegas or something like that. You know, it's like four hours or three and a half hours or something like that. Yeah. But like, man, I think I passed that. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. And yeah. what if you can't sleep on the plane if you're not like going to international? Then you're gonna be fucked when you get there. Yeah. Like just sitting down for that long is it takes a toll on your body. Wait, you didn't have a you didn't have one of the things that lean lean back. No, I did, but I mean, because I upgraded my seating to the Comfort Plus. No, I'm talking about like where you like lay out. Oh no, that's first class. Oh, I saw a picture or a picture that Kenjo posted on. He was going, I think, Hawaii or something like that. Really? He and, might have a lot of points. If you have a lot of points, you can do that. Well, you know, I think, I think he still works for Lenny's. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. And they were sending him all over the country. Yeah. Then yeah, so, like because a lot of them, um, like Michael, the guy we travel with too. He does a lot of traveling for FedEx, and so he has a lot of points. And so he can upgrade his seats to that kind of stuff. I guess it would be like Mark. Yeah, like if Mark – I'm sure Mark could probably uh, have enough points for that too. to Because, you, you know, before before March of this year, he was out of town every week. Yeah. And he would come back on the weekend and then fly back out on Tuesday or something like it's that. It's like Freddie P. Like when he was traveling a bunch, he still has points. I don't think he's worked for that company in like over like five or six years. So, I mean, if you do a lot of traveling, you definitely can um, get a first-class ticket. Like, just buying a first-class ticket is not worth it, though, because I think some of them are insane, like, six grand or some shit like that. Like, if it's a couple hundred bucks and you're going for, like, you know, a nine-hour flight or a 16-hour flight, then, yeah, I can see that. But, if and I don't understand people that do first-class on continental flights. It makes zero sense to me if you're actually paying for the ticket. Because you're going from, like, say, from here to Tampa. That's not oh, worth yeah. you know, wasting your points. Well, then, you know, those people. Because, I mean, you d- don't even get a divide. It's still an no, open No, because a lot of the planes that we've been on, you know, like when we sit in the very front and then first class is right there. Yeah. It's like, um, I can still see you. There's yeah. not even a curtain. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. What the fuck? To me, that's, to me, that is pointless. If I was flying first class, I don't want to see you peasants. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see any of y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know. Maybe like we're all if the plane crashes, we're all gonna die. Yeah, like you paid more to die than I. Well, did. they say the best place to live. Didn't you say this before? It's the, the back of the plane, the very back of the plane. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, because you don't want to be by the wings because apparently that's where all the they, fuel and stuff is. They at rip too. apart, right? So I mean, yeah. So the people that pay less are more likely to survive. Because I think if for one thing, if a plane's going down, it's probably gonna nosedive. Mm-hmm. So you know, it'd be the pilots and you know everybody else up front that's gonna get killed first. But I don't know. But yeah, like going back to traveling though, like I've done I've done Africa. It was nice. 
but now I want to go. I want to go somewhere um, Asian. I've always loved Asian countries, man. I love Asian people. You should have to hip there about it. Well, he's having a baby, man. So oh, that's right. I forgot about that. His traveling is going to be limited, limited, you know, for a bit. I did talk to Michael, and Michael seemed like he was down for that. Is um, this Michael the Australian Michael? No. Cronky no, or uh, not uh, Michael? Cronk. Cronk? No, yeah. this guy's name is Michael Caldwell. He's a really cool guy. Mm. Um, But, yeah, I don't know, man. That's, I, uh, I go to Japan. But we would have to go for like three or four weeks. I'd give me a... Um, no, nah, you don't need that long. I, don't, I think what I did is enough time. Like, like you you know, like I said, you're gonna it's going to take a bit to get there. Like, just say you you got a whole day you got to worry about getting there. And you got a whole day to get back. Like, I mean, and I'm sure Japan's not cheap either. But like Thailand would be dope because we know freedom that lives over there. So you get a nice villa. Maybe if you're over there enough, you could pop over to some other places, maybe like Bali, you know, maybe Japan while you're there. Because if you're close enough to those places, it'd be better to fly to other places. Okay, so I was saying. So maybe okay. then, yeah, if you were talking about like, like a month's trip. Yeah, like that yeah. would be cool. Go to, go to Thailand for a week and a half. Go to Japan for a week and a half. Go to Bali for a week and a half. Yeah. Go to wherever else, Russia, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. What's over there for a week and a half. Yeah, like definitely if you live in Europe, it's so much easier to travel. Yeah. Because it's, for one, you can take the train to most of those fucking places. Country, over there. Yeah. And then two, it's just centrally located to everything else. I mean, we can head up fucking, you know, South America a lot easier than they can. Yeah. Everything on this side of the hemisphere is easy for us. Everything on that side of the hemisphere is easy for them. Yeah. Because Australia is only what, from like Amsterdam, it'll only be like what, 15 hours instead of like eight, 19 for us? I don't even know. I don't know, because like I said, for when I from Amsterdam to Tanzania, just looking at that map right there, it was an eight eight hour flight going and nine and a half flight coming back because you know you deal with the the wind, the wind, right? yeah. But like, when we go, would you go? You go west, right? From Memphis, whenever you're flying out of America to go to Australia, you go west. Yeah, you would fly you more even, like you would fly out of like California or something. Right? Okay, that's what I figured. And then you would come to Australia. Yeah. Hey, Damien, where should we go in Australia? Oh, yeah. He'd be the guy to talk to. He's yeah. here right now, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He'd be able to hook you up with, the, uh, not like for free or anything, but he'd be able to hook you up with like friends of his or whatever. Like, hey, man, my these people are coming or whatever. Take care of them, you know? Yeah, Australia would be cool. I heard it's beautiful. I heard it's super expensive, though. Oh, yeah. it's it, Because it's so hard to get shit there. Yeah. You know how how stuff is more expensive in Canada and I, I mean I'm sorry Alaska and Hawaii because of the shipping you know yeah like it's just part of it. Well, that's kind of like what Daniel was saying. Where they live, like St. Thomas. Oh yeah, that's right. The the milk and stuff, right? Yeah, so it's just like you know stuff we take for granted here as is a luxury over there for them. So, because I noticed that like um, I probably the same. Well, no, because you can take a ferry to where I went to, but. I'm sure some of the stuff probably is harder for people to get, like in Zanzibar compared to the mainland Tanzania. But I don't know, man. Oh, travel. But so next is, um, I guess Thailand. You want to go see the lady boys? I mean, 
I had had a friend of mine that once told um, this other guy that we were friends with at the time. He said, um, if you don't know, you don't know. So what he meant by that is we asked him, would you ever be with a trans person? And their exact quote was, if you don't know, you don't know. Hmm. (laughs) What do you think about that? I don't know. Maybe he meant like. Uh, maybe he thought that the the dick was gone. It was a vagina now. So it makes it okay then. But you don't know. I'm just asking. I'm not judging you. <laughs> I saw me. <laughs> Actually, it was you. No, it wasn't. Yeah, no, it was you. If you don't know. You don't know. No, I'm saying like if they had a dick before and then they had chopped it off and made the vagina hole for you and <laughs> and you vagina don't hole. you don't know you don't. Do you know. know what a vagina looks like on average? Hmm. Do you think they look the same as a as a reconstructed penis vagina? No, they don't. I don't think. So. Oh, I see what you're asking me. Like, do you think the reconstru- reconstructed so, one? Yeah. So, like, say you you found a transgender person and then you were making out with but them. But they wouldn't be transgender me, anymore, right? Yes. They changed gender. Oh, okay. So, uh, you're making out with them. You finger them and you notice... It's kind of dry down there. Do you stop and get some lube or you like question what's going on? I mean, what is your thought process? Okay. So if I'm ever going to be in Thailand for real, well, I don't think they probably cut it off. No, but for real, if I'm ever going to be in Thailand, first off, I'm not going to ever be with the nothing wrong with it, but this is not my speed. A trans person. Um, you might like it. No, it's not my speed. I'm not going down that path. <laughs> um, <laughs> If I ever go to Thailand and you know how we can go like these these bars or these clubs or whatever they call them a brothel a bro- yeah that's what it's called okay, okay. yeah I'm gonna like, excuse me uh, messy your vagina please before we go anywhere <laughs> like I'd have to ask questions if I'm not even gonna touch them until they just show me vagina because <laughs> it might be a dude it probably is a dude you know the sad part is most of the guys look hotter than women <laughs> that's right who told us that. I think it was Chelsea talked about. Oh, that. that's right, because her and her husband just left there. Or Patuck or something like that. What is, how do you say it? Phuket. Phuket. And I don't know. Like I would just know, man. Like if I was gonna do something, I would have to have to see firsthand. Did you know that the prostitutes you had sex with in Mexico were gonna be male or female? I could tell. I already knew they were females. How did you know though? Because I had my hands on them. You had your hands on what? I don't want to talk about this. You're making me seem like a fucking creep. Like you, always. You are a creep. No, I just just went, you know, I got them up there and they got naked and, and it was go time. What what happened exactly in this experience? I so I saw the two girls. Well, I saw one and then she was like, can my friend come? And I was like, yeah. Me? Yeah, 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 you, you, you. And she, I was like, and then she, so we walked up, like we literally walked out of the, out of the place we were in mm-hmm. Hong Kong. And then the hotel is the hotel is up, up upstairs part, I guess. Right. And then, or it's next door. Yeah. It was next door. So we went in there and did all that. So we get, I get them upstairs and I was like, Hey, y'all stop making out and stuff. And you know, they're getting, they're making out and I'm just laying there chilling. Were you jerking off at the time? I was getting myself ready. Yeah. So what yeah. does getting yourself ready mean? Yeah. I was like playing with myself. Like I was jerking it. <laughs> So you had to warm yourself up to see two hot women making out with each other? No, they were just... Did you think about a dude while you were (laughs) showing your dick to get hard? No, not at all. 
But um, so like they got you know they got they got naked and one the one of the girls started going on down on the other girl, and then I was like, okay, it's a good time. Did like, you go down on them? No. Was it an option? I'm sure you could have. But why didn't like, you do it? Because I don't know how many dicks have been in that pussy that day. Like, bust. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't. So I um, we I just started pounding one. So one was I was standing up, and I was dogging the girl, and she was eating the other girl out. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of switched them, and then how long did this last? Um, I don't remember. I think like forty minutes. You went forty minutes with two women. Yeah. <laughs> all straight fucking for 40 minutes you yes you the guy i'm looking at right now went 40 straight minutes fucking you know sometimes when we're thinking about our past it's different than the reality you know sometimes we're like man that lasted forever maybe it wasn't then i guess so you know, like they say most dreams last seven seconds but they seem <laughs> like an hour long um maybe maybe an actual time your then? sex skills is like a vine six seconds no, it was like, I don't know. And it's two women. You. I, I don't know how you, long. You, the guy I, I'm looking at right now. I don't remember how long it went for. I was thinking like 40 minutes. Hey, man. I mean, it maybe took them 20 minutes to, <laughs> you know, eat each other out. And then, I don't know. But 40 minutes for you, that sounds like a bit. Hey, man. Hmm. You should have timed it as long as I was gone. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to say. I was worried about the cartel coming to get me. Oh, because you're by yourself? Yeah. <laughs> Strength in numbers. Mm-hmm. That was a fun trip. I should have gone to L.A. while you guys were gone. All right. Let me ask you this question. So say a super volcano happens. All right. And you know the world's about to end because we're going to all freeze to death because the volcanic ash is going to come up and block out the sun. So we're going to have like a winter, like a real winter that everybody will just die. Cause like the food will die. Game of Thrones? Yeah, winter is coming. Who would be your sex partner in that event? Like, who are you going to? Like, hey, hey, such and such, we're all about to die. I need this. Who are you asking to fuck? Are you an option? <laughs> no. Okay. Is Nick? No. So it has to be a woman? <laughs> I mean, yes, I would, I would think so. Well, gross. <laughs> um, oh, God damn. Who would you, you answer? I'm Thomas. Think of some people. They could be a famous person, too. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, or they can be like anybody living. Past or present. Okay, so anybody in history, anyone yeah. in history, okay. Um Cleopatra. Why her? She was hot from what we know. Mm. And then what would be your pitch to her? Hey, look. Hey, I'm a peasant. But <laughs> <laughs> you please fuck me because we're all about to die. Yeah, I'd be like one of those guys in the house. You know, the peasants in the house. And she's like, no, uh, so living would be, what's the girl's name that's married to the baseball pitcher, Justin Wielander? She has big tits. 
Oh, Kate something? Kate Upson. Yeah. Yeah, I would fuck her. Mm. Interesting. What about you? <sighs> Who would I choose? So it's like a you just choose and it happens, right? Yeah, I mean okay. it's hypothetical. So I don't know. I would probably choose like Brad. <laughs> yeah, I would choose Brad. I would choose like a porn star, maybe like Gianna Michaels or somebody like that. Oh yeah, dude. Because you know, like it's a fantasy, so you might as yeah. well get a fantasy person. You know, you know, you know what what I've been seeing a lot of on my porn feed. Mm-hmm. Is that yum, yum Yum's girl? Oh, really? Like someone, someone's <laughs> recycling her videos because I guess she's about, she's back in it or something like that. You know, uh, uh, Skylar Novar or something like yeah. that. I think her name is. Yeah. She's hot as shit. Uh, but yeah, I see a lot of her videos just recirculating on Pornhub and X Hamster and stuff. Is that one of your go tos? <clears throat> uh, let's see what my go to is. It is. Um, no, I'm saying porn star. Oh yeah, yeah. Gina Michaels for sure too. She's you know big old Angela White. Mm. Angela White, um, Alexis Texas, fat ass, fat ass. Mm-hmm. So what else do you have to talk about? I don't know. You were going to ask me earlier before we were supposed to talk about your vacation. What have I been doing? Oh yeah, yeah. What have you been doing? <sighs> so, you've been doing my diesel physique. I had to take a hiatus. I got depressed. Uh, Depression's what? not something to joke about, man. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't even make a joke about depression. Uh, no, I have not been. I've just been maintaining. Um, I have not been doing diesel physique. Uh, I wasted $69. But it was only $69. Somebody in Africa would love that $69. Yeah, yes, they would. That's like two years or five years worth of money they make. Okay, fuck you. They're not that poor. <clears throat> but I don't know, man. So you didn't do shit. No, and, so that, and Sunday, I mean, Monday starts week six. I just, I just, I just don't feel like doing it. And maybe because you did all these dumb challenges and you burned yourself out. Yeah. That's I, probably why you got COVID. Because your body was fucking worn down from walking 20,000 steps a day for fucking what reason? Why get so bad? Because I can. <laughs> I, I want to I inspire people to do what? Oh, there's a lot of people working out because of me. <laughs> and you're not now. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay. But at least I got them started. I got them started. No, man. Uh, the, the, the 10 miles a day was a lot. Yeah, I, it's stupid. I think that's when it started. Just and like I was getting. I'm telling you, that's probably why you got COVID. You broke your fucking body down. And you know, now I've been taking uh, the zinc, vitamin D that she got me. Yeah. The vitamin C that she got me. The multivitamin. Mm-hmm. There's one more, right? Mm, that's all. No, I that's think. all. Okay, that's all I have. And I've been taking that one a day of each because I try to do more than one, like you do. Mm-hmm. But it was making my stomach hurt. Really? I was like, man, why am I? Because one day I was driving to the warehouse to work and I was like, what the fuck? I feel like throwing up. And I was always eating my empty stomach in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck? So now I cut it back just to one of each and I don't get, I don't feel like the throw up sensation anymore. Mm. So, but then Barry was telling me maybe I should eat something and then take them. Does but, he take a lot of multivitamins and vitamins or something? I think he does. 
I mean, they well, say you should get most of your stuff from food, but I mean, if you can't get it, I think it's better to try to take something than nothing. You know, I mean, because nothing's guaranteed, but it's easier to pop a pill than and get some type of nutrients. And well, you know, they say sunshine and to get sick. You know, yeah. But yeah, I had COVID, and, and, and you know, and I had it mild, but two days. Or I guess like three days was kind of bad, I could think. But, um, you know, I didn't have to go to the hospital or anything like that. And then now I have this nose thing from the COVID. Is Nose thing? Yeah. um, So I have sinus problems right here Uh from the doctor that I went to yesterday. thinks he's from when I had COVID because it's really inflaming my nose. And... He was like, yeah, man, I'm going to give you these um, these sprays that I need to take, you know? Mm-hmm. And he prescribed some sprays. I got to go pick them up. And uh, they, um, if it doesn't clear up, one of the sprays I can only use for three days because you get addicted to it. Otherwise. Oh, shit. And. Uh, um, take my malaria pill. <clears throat> and then the other pill, the other thing is just like Efren or something like that. You just keep on squirting it until it goes away. But he wants me to go back and see him in six weeks to see him because it's causing me a lot of head pressure. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm sitting in there and working or driving, there's all this pressure in my head. I'm like, what the fuck? Do I have COVID again? And then my, Did my, you get tested again? No. But like the thing is, like right now, there's no pressure in my head, right? Since you've been taking the spray? No, I haven't started taking it yet. But like this week, it's been less than last week. Oh. And the week, yeah. So it's, I don't know. It, it started. The week after I made out with Aaron's friend, this Monday after I started making out with Aaron's friend. Mm. So I was like, fuck. And that's when I thought maybe I got COVID, you know? And I was like, well, if she's not sick, then I'm not going to be sick. And then I think she said she already had it, didn't she? Yeah. But like, and now, so I just got, you know, it's, it causes, and I think it's stress induced. When I got stressed out really quick at work or for some stupid shit, you know? Like, I don't know. But, like, I don't have any, like, anything. So we just think it's sinuses. Maybe. And I, they thought, I, my brother thought I may have an ear infection because I can't pop my ears, you know? Mm-hmm. But so my brother's friend prescribed me antibiotics, like really strong, um, what is it called? The antibiotic that everyone takes? Me- Moxicillin? No. Oh, no. Aminocillin or something like that? Amoxicillin. Like 850 milligrams. So I took that for 10 days, and I don't know if that clear. But the doc said there was no ear infections. And outside of that, um, I haven't done shit but work. I went to Bratz for Thanksgiving. It was fun. There's a lot of people there. Um, then I went to Brad's for Zach's birthday also. But, you know, that's all I really did. I didn't go out or anything like that because of all this cases spiking in Memphis. Plus, both my friends are out of the country, so I don't know what I was going to do. Besides Brad and me and him hung out. Mm, interesting. Yep. What else you want to talk about? I'm sure you have a, a book load over there. Nope. No? <clears throat> That's it. That's it? You just mm-hmm. want to talk about your trip and what I did? and I mean, you could ask some questions or you could talk about something. You know, because... I've been told this many a times that you're the star. 
of this podcast. I'm sorry that people that when they leave a comment and rate it, that they say that I carry the show. I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> that it hurts your feelings so much, but uh, something yeah. I can do. You know? So, I mean, show me what they're seeing or hearing. I've had enough of this podcast for the day. So I just want to know, like, ask me something like profound or like a real question or like, tell me a story. Okay. So do you think, do you think you're ever going to stop working for somebody else or do you think you'd, I would love to stop working for somebody else. Like, would you start your own company, like oh, IT company, or no, you just want to get out of IT? I don't want to do anything with IT anymore. Is it because you have to work so much now with it? No, it's just I don't know. It's not really. A, it's never been a passion of mine. Something I just kind of was able to do. Um, I really think I've been thinking a lot about like getting a house and flipping a house. So that might be my goal for next year. 2021? Yeah, is to get some type of property, like a rental property or a flip house. So, yeah, that's my goal for 2021 is to buy a house and sell it or rent it out. Do you have a, a specific area you want it to be in? No. No. I'll start with anything. Anything's better than nothing as long as you can, you know, rent it out or sell it. So... And I mean, I have enough people around me that have the information that it would make sense, not make sense for me not to try it. You know, so I think life and is always about breaking your comfort zone and trying to do more and not making up reasons why you don't do something, making up excuses and just going for shit, man. I think a lot of us just are afraid to try because we think we're going to fail and we're worried about what other people think. So we just don't do, we remain stagnant and we're worried about people that aren't doing shit. You worry about the opinions of people that I haven't done anything. It's like, start living for yourself instead of living for other people's opinions of you. It's like the I've seen I've seen things on um, Instagram where you never hear like successful people talking shit about somebody. It's always the people that aren't like you just said, you know, that aren't doing stuff or whatever. Yeah, it's never like the people at the top of the pyramid. It's always the people at the very bottom. I mean, I'm sure people talk shit about people, but at least you're not going to blast them online for doing something. You know, like people talk shit in circles. That's one thing, but to just to hate on people, just to hate on people. It's like I said, I've said it before. It says more about you than it does about them. The person you're talking shit about, like it's usually comes from a place of jealousy or hatred for yourself. Like there's something inside yourself that you don't like. So you want to make somebody else feel bad or you want to keep somebody else on your level. Like people that work out and their family tells them, Oh, don't work out. What are you doing? You're fine the way you are. Well, if they want to change something about themselves, let them change something about themselves. Don't try to keep somebody back because you're not doing something. Because there are a lot of fucking people like that. They, they, they'll tell people, "Oh, I liked you better when you were bigger because you were funnier." Or something. you know, it's just like slick shit like that. It's like that's not cool, man. Like you should always want to see the people around you do better. 
because that should be something that make you want to do better. You should always want to elevate people around you. You should always want people around you to elevate, you know, like you should never want everybody you're hanging out with to be on a lower playing field than you. You know, that that's true. It's like people are like, man, you were so much fun, Raul, when you were bigger. Now you're just boring. I was like, motherfucker, I'm 35 now. I'm not 26 when the people you know, are hearing this kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm not I'm not going out every single day over the week, you know, like like I was. And I'm just older now, so I'm not going to be that fun guy all the fucking time. Well, it's the thing, like, too, especially with alcohol and drugs, I would imagine. But if you're not doing what they're doing in the party scene, it makes them look at themselves like there's an issue. Like, if you want to do that shit, you can do it all you want. But don't try to make somebody else do it because you want to be comfortable in what you're doing. I see what you're doing. Like, I mean, see what you're saying. Like, you're saying, like, oh, let me get somebody to go do some coke with me. That way I don't feel bad about myself yeah. doing it only. I like, don't make me drink alone. Well, I'm That's sure the you, dumbest shit. I'm sure you probably drink at home alone sometimes. Yeah. I ne- you know, I opened one of those Trulies and I had a couple slips. Um, when was it? One of the one of the days. And I was like, oh, this is not even fun. Like I was playing Madden and, you know, I was like chilling. I was like, oh, this sucks. Right? Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, if that's what you want to do, that's what you, I'm not judging you, but that's just not me personally. Like I'm not somebody, every time I go out to eat or I'm at, around people, I have to have a drink. Like there are some people that that's how they get comfortable or they feel relaxed yeah. or whatever. But well, I think some people that have really bad anxiety, I think if they like have like, they use it as a coping mechanism, you know, like they may get a drink or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. but like, I don't know. Like I haven't drank. Last time I drank was at Brad's house on Thanksgiving, which I'm not saying it was a long time. It was fucking two weeks ago or whatever. Right. Yeah. But like, I haven't even thought about alcohol I and I, I fucking may, sell it. I think I maybe had like, I drank like two or three days out of the whole trip. We were gone. Like when you're all were probably in the beach part. Yeah. I think I had like maybe two beers and did you, I, did you have that local beer? Like yeah, whatever it was It was called? actually pretty good. It was one called Kilimanjaro. I think that one was called Safari. They're actually good, but, you know, I'm just not a big drinker, man. Especially not out of town. Like, I, especially in another country. I don't want to get fucked up and then. Get rolled on? Yeah, you never and know, man. Like And your kidney's gone? People might try to rob you or poison you or you never know. So you got to be careful. Yeah, like, it's like it's like they say: never leave the res- never leave the safe part of the resort or whatever. You know, yeah. Because the people that are gonna fuck you up, they're they're probably not coming. They they they're probably walking in there as normal people, and then they are setting it up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like with their friends and shit like that. Oh yeah, let's go over here. It's you know, it's a couple miles down the road, and that's how you get missing and shit. Yeah, so you got to be careful. That's a, that's another thing I always think about, like when you're out of the country. Especially if you, it's not your language too. Like if it's not predominantly English speaking country, you're you're kind of you got to be careful. What did they speak there? Swahili. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I don't know. That was um, that was my trip, and your life still sucks. So nothing changed on your front, and um, that's it. What is your advice for people? What is your advice for people? My advice is I have something good today. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. So my life advice for people would be live, live a life like your life for yourself. Don't, don't live a life 
for somebody, your life for somebody else. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't, don't just do what they want you to do. Don't go, if you don't want to be a doctor, don't be a doctor. You know, if you don't want to do this, don't do it. But live for yourself. That way you can say you live a fulfilling life and you don't have any regrets because you didn't, ha- you didn't live because of some person, sorry, say your husband or your wife or so just whatever they wanted to do. Do you take this advice to heart? I think so. It's a yes or no, man. Yeah, I do. What do you do for yourself that you, somebody wanted you to do something. You're like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm going to do this my own way. Hmm. I lost weight for myself. Okay. I mean, who is telling you to stay fat? Nobody was saying stay fat, <laughs> but everybody, nobody suggested to lose weight. Oh, really? The second time. The second time. No. You're telling me you chose to lose weight both times on your own with no outside influences. The first time, no. And the second time? Did you say something the second time? Did you say something the second time? Did you say something the second time? What did you say? I don't remember. You don't believe that Nick and I said something about how big you were getting. You weren't talking to me when I first started losing no, weight. No, but I'm saying, pro- bitch, you've been big. You got massive in the last three years. I was living. My, <laughs> I was living for myself. Okay. And then we were like, you're going to fucking die. That's when you had that fucking snoring problem. And we're like, hey, go get on a fucking sleep apnea machine. And then Thacker called you and was like, hey, I'm worried about you. Go fucking get on this fucking machine. Okay. I mean, don't act like we didn't give a fuck about you and we didn't try to encourage you to do shit. Whoa, man, I never said that. But I'm saying you're like, I did it for myself. I did it on my own. No, you don't do anything on your own. You need a little prodding. So that's you're not a self starter. That's whatever, man. (laughs) I still did it. I'm not saying you shouldn't take credit for what you did because you're one actually get out there walking. But you're one of those how people you need to be proud to do something. Like, I have to bully you, bully you, in quotes, to get you to do shit. I mean, True or false? I said, God damn it, I was going to fucking text them when they got back in town. And then why would you not just do that? It's a fucking text message, man. Because. It's going to sit there until they read it. I wonder if she even responded. Did you you wait till I got back in town to text me? (laughs) You were texting me when I was out of town. Okay, she hasn't um, seen the post that I sent her, so that's good. And Nick's, you think she left you on scene? <laughs> yeah, I thought she maybe she may she may have did that, but she hasn't um, seen it yet. But Nick's gonna set up the. Oh yeah, let's talk about that too. What's your advice? What's your advice? Well, I wrote this thing, and I'll just read what I wrote. So it says I posted this on Facebook and Instagram. I've recently been fortunate enough to experience and share some beautiful videos and pics of places I stayed, things I ate, and things I saw from my recent trip to Tanzania. But I don't think it's right slash fair to not show the other things I witnessed. I saw people and animals digging through the same piles of trash for food. The Tanzanian people are beautiful, but most of their living situations are far from adequate. I think traveling is one of the best ways to open your eyes or open our eyes to what we have. I think sometimes we live in a bubble. I'm guilty of this too. And don't realize how good we have it here. I know shit is tough for right now for a lot of people. So I think it's more important than ever to be kind and help one another. So with that being said, I think the best way to change the world is to start by cleaning our side of the street. 
one person can change the world by helping another. So this Christmas Eve, we are going to try and change the world of some less fortunate Memphians. So if anyone would care to help, please feel free to contact myself, Raul, or Mark Strauser. And so this is now where we can talk about what we're doing for people here in town. So Josh Huckabee, the owner of Green Beetle, hit me up and was like, hey, man, I got a proposition for you. I thought I was trying to solicit me or something. <laughs> um, but he, him and his wife, and I'm not sure if it's a daughter or a son, some say a child, mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve, they make, they make sandwiches and like grab bags kind of thing with like scarves and gloves and knitted hats and stuff like that. Yeah. And they take it to a mission. Right. And he was like, do you want to be part of this? Can you, you know, you guys want to do something with this? And I was like, sure. Yeah, man. So I got with Josh and we're doing it. Sunday's best. And the green beetle are going to collect uh, monetary donations, um, scarves, hats, blankets, coats jackets you know anything warm or even summer stuff if you guys want to donate summer stuff too just put it all in a bag and you know we're, we're going to get with the homeless coalition of memphis and um donate all the clothing and then we'll make bags with like scarves and ja- give the jackets to the people when we see them and stuff like that and because my friend that runs the pony she or her girlfriend or like a friend girlfriend has a bunch of jackets she collected in, in november already and they're going to give us those. And so from from now till December 23rd, we're collecting all these items. And if you want to donate food too, like canned goods and stuff like that, we'll, t- we'll take that stuff too because, you know, people have to eat besides just one day when we're doing this. But, um, yeah, if you want to donate, I got a GoFundMe going. Um, I'll share it on the LinkedIn page here in about an hour or so. But um, GoFundMe takes a big chunk out of the... They're not a big chunk, but it's like 1.4% or something like that. So on $35, we only get $33.90. But um, so I rather, uh, if you're going to, if you want to donate to give me on um, the Venmo, my Venmo, and my Venmo is um, at R-A-H, R-A-H, 1980. Um, And, you know, and all the money that we collect is going to, we're going to buy stuff. And unfortunately right now we've, our goal is 1500. We're a little bit more than a third of the way there. And, you know, I would like to make this really big for these people because this is one of the only times that people really give a fuck about them. And it's, it's just something that we should all do. And, you know, like me, Tony, Josh, and Mark, we're just four Memphians trying to make another Memphians day better. But like, you know, it just, we're just four normal dudes, right? And yeah. and I don't care if the person that comes gets shit has a job or whatever, you know, that I'm not I'm not gonna say, Oh, you can have that because you have Nikes on, you know, or whatever. I don't care. If whoever wants something, come and get it. Because we're gonna be making sandwiches and you know, we should make hot cocoa too and stuff like that. But um uh that's what we're doing. Uh, I have flyer the flyer on my Facebook. Tony has on his. Uh, Josh has it on his and the Green Beetles page. But yeah, I think it's gonna be great. Yeah, I think um, um, helping out anybody that's less than or doing not as well as you are is one of the best gifts you can give somebody. So, 
you know, we're in the spirit of giving, you know, that's what Christmas is and all this shit. So give something of your time or your monetary donation, or if you have some clothes that you just don't use. I mean, all of us have something that we don't wear that we just have in the closet. So put that in the bag, contact us or drop it off at the green beetle. And that right. They're taking the donations. Yeah. There, right. So yeah, if you, uh, if you just want to drop off your clothes or bag of clothes or canned goods or what have you, um, like I said, I mean, I know it's tough for a lot of people right now, so you may not have the means to give something, but if you have like, just something left over that you're not going to wear that you just have in the back of your closet is taking up space. Give that to somebody that can actually use it, especially now because it's so cold outside, man. It's like most of us, you know, we have worn homes to go to and some people don't. And you ever think about it. These people are out there. Well, the ones that are definitely homeless, they're out there all day. Yeah. You know, like this, I see a lady now uh, right there in front of nukes her own Poplar in the state. Yeah. She sits on that, that, bus stop and mm-hmm. you know she has like I, I think somebody gave her like a big ass blanket and stuff but like we they don't have somewhere they can go to get out of the thing you know like and a lot of these people I, you know I was like well I don't know go to the homeless shelter because motherfucker the homeless shelter is probably full or they don't have the some of them I think you have to pay to get into too which doesn't make sense to me yeah but but you know but also and if if you're one of the less fortunate people or, you know, then you can get shit from us too. Just, yeah, like, you know, even if there's, I mean, don't put, don't put yourself in, in debt if you, if to help somebody, if you're not able to help somebody, you know, we get, you know, not everybody can, it, and it's fine. Don't think of yourself less because you can't. Well, I think now that there's so many people that are without that, it's, it's going to be difficult, man. Like, because, like I said, there are a lot of people that have pride and they don't want to ask for help. But if, if you're one of those people that needs help, ask somebody for help. If there's a will, there's a way. Like they say, like somebody can try to help you out in some shape or form. So if you're listening to this and you're down your luck, try to reach out to somebody and we'll try to get somebody to help you out or we'll try to help you out. Yeah. You know, it's just, we don't know. And I'm never going to assume that. Someone needs help because that's the last thing I want to do is insult somebody like that, you know? Yeah. And another thing, too, which I never really took that into consideration is that a lot of people, especially women that are homeless, have to deal with not having um, feminine products. That's like a, yeah. tampons and stuff like that. So if you would like to donate that, too, that would be awesome. You know, um, I always forget about that. But when I was Googling, I mean, when I was looking at that, like um, websites that do wholesaler stuff, you know, yeah. that, that was like I saw an ad for like. You know, like um, tampons and stuff like that. Yeah, know? I mean, some women have to use like toilet tissue, and like I don't know why that's not something that is just naturally given to people because it's a a necessity of life. It's a part of your body that you you know you have no control over. Like you can go to like like a like a, a clinic you can walk into and get like stuff like that. What you're saying? Well, you know, like they give away free condoms and shit. Yeah, why, why don't they give away free? Tam- or maybe they do. I don't know. I might be ignorant to that part, but um, I've never heard of them giving free tampons and stuff like that. I know they give free condoms at like Planned Parenthood and stuff like that. But that might be the goal for next month is to do like a tampon drive. Um, Women's so feminine's care. Yeah, and like tampons and pads and stuff like and that. And donate to the women's shelter. Talking about that, Amber Sam donates to this, I think it's called Claire, Clara's or Claire's house. Mm-hmm. I think it's 
women's shelter. No, oh, okay. We could probably head up, hit them up, and ask them if we could do that with them, and let's collect a bunch of stuff for them. Maybe when you talk to um, Ashley and Lauren's sister on Monday, you can find out like a little bit more information about that. Yeah, I will. But um, yeah, that's the plan. So on Christmas Eve, so now up until what do you say, December twenty third, we're collecting um, donations, monetary, and non perishable items, and clothing. And the drop-off location is Green Beetle downtown. Uh, on if Main you can't make it to the Green Beetle, hit, up, hit one of us up, and you know, I guess we can put it somewhere. But um, uh, also, like, soap and, like, washcloths and wipes. Because, you know, sometimes we, when they get to clean their face, they could just use a wipe instead of having to find water and everything else, right? Because a lot of these places, a lot of restaurants, I mean, not, a lot of gas stations don't even let them in there, right? Yeah. Because they know they're going to go in there and steal all the, like, the toilet paper and stuff. And they, they can just clean their face. You know how happy they'll be? Like, or their hands? Like. Yeah. So, like I said, um, hashtag, um, there's a hashtag that I talked about this before. We are Memphis. And I don't think a lot of us are living that life. So. Let's do better and try to help out people and make the world a better place one person at a time. You don't have to you don't have to um, change the world of everybody, but you can change the world of one person. So, with that being said, we'll be back soon for another podcast, and um, maybe Raoul will tell some more prostitute stories, or he'll have an interesting life, or maybe he'll have gotten some pussy by then. Um, it's all hypothetical because we know this isn't going to happen. But anyways, uh, we love you lots. Bye. Bye.